0: Oh, City on a Hill! Let me say that I was at the premiere, the New York premiere of City on a Hill, and this is a show that you want to watch. Today's episode of the moment is brought to you by City on a Hill, which is executive produced by a couple of fellas named Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and legendary Tom Fontana. These are all people I love, but I would tell you I love the show regardless. This is an action-packed new drama series from Showtime the same network that brought you a little show called Billions, Homeland, Ray Donovan. This is set in Boston during a really volatile time in the 90s. It stars award-winning actors Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge. It follows Hodge, who's an upstanding district attorney, and he teams up with a corrupt FBI agent played by Bacon. They form an unlikely alliance, take down a local crime family, and clean up the city. To stream the first episode for free, go to show.com city. City on a Hill airs Sundays at 9 only on Showtime. It's awesome. Get in there. Watch City on a Hill. I saw it. This is a good fucking show. Hey, this is The Moment. I'm Brian Koppelman. Thanks for listening. Holy shit, this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, today's guest is the... Well, had to had the unified championship. Yes. Was, for a minute, two belts. Becky. Becky, two belts. But... Now has one.
1: Now, now, now is Becky Red Belt.
0: Becky it, Redbelt. It's, it's
1: interesting, isn't it, when it seems like a like a fall from grace when you only have one champion. <laughs> when you're only right. the champion. When you're only the champion, not the champ, champ. Um, but also the thing about that is, is now everybody is name number. Insert whatever else. Now I've been seeing Shayna going Shayna two time and freaking Kofi two belts when he won the up up. Yes, down he out, was. Yes. I was like,
0: come on, lads. You had it for like a week. You got to say it. Yeah, just Becky yourself. two
1: belts, and now it's now everybody wants to be something something number something.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Nothing's better than being the man, which <laughs> is what you are, because <laughs> Becky Lynch is my guest today. I think the most important professional wrestler. Probably since Mick Foley. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you. Because of the way in which you've changed the game, the amount of people you've brought into it, what you've done for women. Uh, you're, since Mick's book, you're the first thing that really brought me fully back to professional wrestling. Oh, and, um, and I know I'm not alone in that. And it has so much to do, I think, with the integrity you bring to the character. And, uh, and I know it's been a lifelong pursuit for you. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned Mick Foley because he's really the person that hooked me into it. You know. So uh, I, I, I can't remember not watching wrestling. I, I remember me and my brother. We would always Saturday mornings eating cereal, building forts, watching and wrestling. And uh, and th- but then there was a a little bit of time where I fell out of it. Maybe between the ages of ten and twelve, for example. Maybe it was eight and twelve. Um. And, uh, and I thought I, I, was, I was too old for it. It's funny now. Um, and uh, my brother would be watching, and I'd be like, oh, that stuff's for kids. And he was like, no, 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 it's really good. And this was around the Attitude Era or whatever. So it definitely wasn't for kids. And, uh, so, but I would see Mick Foley cutting these promos, and I just felt, God, this man, and like he would pour his heart out in the way he talked, and I was always just
0: drawn. Even as a heel, He was able to show you his heart, Yes, which very few people can do, right? which is to be a heel and still draw you into his journey, which I think great actors can do. And then when Mick wrote the book, it became clear that this was a brilliant guy and a guy completely connected to his emotions. And the book is what brought me back, right? Because the book was one of the first times you were able to see, and I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. I always knew who the champions were. I always knew about it. But in your story, the 24 about you and the way you've been public about your story also tells the story of, uh, you know, everyone gets caught up in what's a work and what's a shoot, what's real life and what's not. But the inside wrestling politics, the idea of having to become a champ is a shoot of its own.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. It, because it, it really uh, I don't know where the line is anymore. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it that struggle is 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 real whether it's on tv or it's not you're you're the way that it was going to to wrestlemania was like a campaign where i had to get the people to elect me into the main event of wrestlemania because if i didn't i wasn't going to be handed that opportunity some people are are, are, they they, they're given it um and, and and they're they're the guy some people, you have to get the people to make you the guy.
0: Well, that's how it always was. You had to be able to sell the buildings out, right? I mean, yes. that's what the promoters, when the, when the thing was split, you had to be able to sell the... They would, you know, they would take a chance. They would decide. Like, you read Bob Backlund's book, which is a really great book. Uh, so much personality in the book that he didn't allow to come out as the character. But, you know, they would recognize you and put the belt on you. But if you couldn't put people in the seats you didn't get to do it. And and the fascinating thing to me about what you guys do is you not only have to convince the guy so in, in you in like my world of movies, there is some similarity. You have to not only convince the guy who runs it to give it to you, but you also have to convince the audience to convince that guy. Yes.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And and the thing is is that especially now, it's such a minute to minute business like you it's one thing to have a great match on a pay-per-view but if you're not doing anything in between if you're not entertaining the people in between and, and and there is so much content out there then you're gonna get you're gonna get left behind and you're gonna get lost because because it's, it's a matter of just constantly entertaining people, constantly bringing something different, constantly keeping people's interest and keeping people invested. And how do we do this and, and what will they care about
0: and what stories can we tell? Also, the long tail on each one of these events is incredible because there are recaps to the recaps to the recaps, right? There's the instant recap. There are the sheets that talk about it. There are the experts online that talk about it. And they sort of... Raise these questions that then you have to find a way to answer. Yes, constantly. I, yeah, it feels like an incredible challenge. Since there are probably people listening who, you know, it's an odd thing, I imagine, being the most famous person in professional wrestling, because to some people, you're the most famous person in the world, you're their hero. And then to some big segment of the culture, they kind of don't know. Yeah. They're not into, they don't know what you guys do, right?
1: It's, it's, it's the, the uh, oh, is it still a kind of a subculture? It is, but then but then, it's WWE enorm- is this just global phenomenon. Everybody knows what WWE is. Everybody knows um, Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows The Rock, uh, Stone Cold. And it's a matter of making everybody know who the man is now. Yes. And, and, and taking it to that next level. And I think that's... Um, that's that's the goal is to, is to make wrestling the coolest thing on TV again and yeah uh, I
0: I agree I mean I I uh, I'm sure after WrestleMania you walk into an airport must be kind of insane
1: um it's okay I mean I have big orange head on me but yeah no it's uh, I'm I'm never really too bothered or or yeah people people are generally really polite and nice and if they see you they want a photograph you take a photograph yes. And it, that, well, that's and the it's thing, all, g- and it's it's all great.
0: Right. I want to I want to go backwards here because I I I wrote down a bunch of stuff because I to I want to take people through. I watched so there's this great documentary about you, uh, 24 on WWE Network online. The the WWE is one of the greatest online subscriptions. It's worth spending the money. It's worth doing the trial because it really lets you inside these stories. And they did this thing on on you in the week leading up to WrestleMania that talked a lot about your life. Um, and what this all meant to you. But I think a lot of my listeners might not understand what it takes to even be in the WWE, to even be allowed to find your voice and your character. So can you talk us through where you were and who you were when you were a kid and you went with your brother to train for the first time? Like, where you lived, a little bit about what your like life was like, and and that story of how you started checking this shit out.
1: Yeah, so, like... Uh... When I so Mick Foley was the one that, that hooked um hooked me back in to, to bring it to a call back and then so my parents were I mean they were separated from when I was young, but then they they uh kinda shit hit the fan, for lack of a better term, when I was like twelve ish and uh there was all this stuff. So me and my brother would really bond over wrestling Who were you uh,
0: living with mostly? Uh my mom. Right.
1: And uh like we would really bond over wrestling. We'd go for walks, and we would, you know, with all of our teen angst, and we would talk about, you know, things that were going on, and but just like that was our thing to do together. And um, and at the time, I was I was going down a bad path, and and we're talking, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Like I was quite young. Like you know.
0: Were you drinking?
1: Yeah, 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 and um, uh, and 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 I was also failing PE and That's I, hilarious. I was just like i would just i would just refuse to i would refuse to do anything i would just stand there just like uh do you remember daria <laughs> <Do> you remember <laughs> like the, the videos of her or the clips of her in gym class The <laughs> like, freaking balls come and she just put her hand out. Um, so it was kind of like that i would just wouldn't do anything just so apathetic
0: did you have friends uh, were you popular yeah,
1: um Huh, actually, do you know what? I was kind of, I was a little odd. And uh, things haven't changed. No, but I think, uh, I think actually what kind of started, not that I was never popular. Huh. But when I started wrestling, I kind of came into my own self a little bit the, more. It was like I just kind of had, I I got a bit more confident. But what so I'm saying, before, before that, then, no, did was, you have a
0: group of friends that you loved?
1: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I had a group of friends that I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would always find, um, I would always find groups of friends. That, but we usually, you know, the kind of, uh, the outcasts a little bit, you know. Um, and The, the kids misfits. who would hang under the
0: trestle smoking, basically.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right now, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, right. So, okay. So, that's I thought you, we were cool. <laughs> yeah, but that's who you were. Yes, and then, and you were sad a lot of the time because of your parents and life and being twelve.
1: And yeah, just just a little angsty kid, you know. Like I went through my 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 all my phases, all my emo phases and a, gothy phases, and, and
0: not a an, not a gifted athlete at that time. Oh You've,
1: heavens no, heavens no! Amazing. I, not I'm not a I'm not a gifted athlete at all. i I've I've worked at uh, being athletic and and stuff like that, but just no natural skill whatsoever, probably in anything. Maybe to talk. Um, yeah, I think we can <laughs> safe to
0: say to talk. That's that you were born with that, and then worked at it. So okay, so what happens?
1: Um, so then, so then my brother is 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 online and and he's looking at these wrestling schools in England. And I remember, I remember even the email that he wrote to Andre Baker, who's the person who wrote, who who ran NWA UK Hammerlock, and uh, he was saying like, "I'm not a dreamer, whatever. I, I genuinely I understand the amount of work that goes into this. I just want to give it a try and what." And Andrew writes back and he's like, "Okay, awesome, but um, they're also opening a school in in Ireland in Bray, um, run by Fergal Devitt and Paul Tracy." For a David, who people might know as Finn Balor, they okay, sure will, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't gonna be allowed to go over to England, but I, I, I can go down to Bray. That's only an hour and a half away. And my brother's like, well, you have to be 16. I'm 15 at the time. Like, I can just lie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, of course.
0: Hey, I mean, listen, that's the game you're trying to enter anyway. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can't, I mean, that should be a test, right? If you can't talk your way into wrestling school, how are you gonna talk people into the arena? <laughs> Good. You gotta be good on the stick, for fuck's sake. Good
1: point. And of course, then, so then I'm strategizing. Things haven't changed. Uh, so I'm like, oh, if I say I'm 16, they might ask me for ID. So let me say I'm 17, and then they won't. Right? Smart. <laughs> so that was the plan. So anyway, so I go down, I. Um, I go down. I mix. So we we had, it had just come off of Tough Enough. Maybe it was the first. That's what I was going to ask you. So
0: you knew what Wrestling School was because of Tough Enough. Yes, I loved Tough yeah. Enough. Oh. I did watch. I watched all the episodes of that.
1: I oh, Lord You would cry this. when the guys
0: got cut and stuff. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, And and like Beyond the Mat was was out then around uh, Barry's, that time. Barry's
0: movie. Yeah, that movie's incredible too, man. It,
1: oh, and so you just expected this this hard ass lifestyle, right? And you were ready for it. You wanted it. Like you wanted to be put through the ringer. Right, like you were that ready was for taking
0: big... bumps. You were ready to, t- and you you thought, oh, this is. You knew it was going to be pain. Like there would be pain involved.
1: Yes, and you wanted it. Like you wanted to prove your mettle because, like, you would look at that and you would look at the people that quit, and you were like, oh, I don't want to be like that. I want to be. I want to be tough. I want to be. I want to. Be- Put be put through my paces, and uh, so I'm expecting to go down to this warehouse. Probably a sign on the freaking right door. with a big ring. Yeah, with a jo- of course yeah. a wrestling ring at a wrestling school. Well, how are you gonna? Only yeah. natural to assume that there would be one, and uh, so I walk into St. Andrew's School Hall, <laughs> and there's a bunch of just skinny lads, just with with their hair half grown out, trying to look like the Hardy Boys. And there's six blue padded mats on the ground, and then. There's Fergal, 20 years old, uh, skinny as a whippet. And hurry uh, are you, lads. And, and that was my introduction to, uh, to wrestling. No big ring. No big ring. No just big ring. Mats. Just six padded mats. And I remember just the first day we were taking bumps. And my goodness, I was just... There was no coordination. There was no ability. And I was awful.
2: We'll be back with Becky in a second. I want to talk... For a moment here about Warby Parker, what an easy uh, company to talk about. But I, I love the idea that these four friends got together and made a company that just completely not only disrupted the eyewear industry, but you know they created boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, and they do so much good. You know, you buy a pair, and a pair goes to uh, underprivileged people. It's just uh, I, for me. It's a great company from an sort of ethics standpoint, but more than that, uh, they make great glasses that look amazing. And they have a free home try-on program. You order five pair of glasses, you try them on for five days, there's no obligation to buy any of them. Ships free, includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash moment to order your free home try-ons today. The glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Blue light filtering lenses are also now available. Hey, if you have an iPhone X, make sure to download their app, the Warby Parker app, where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. I am excited to use the home try-on kit. Mine should be getting here soon. And uh, I have to say, great company, great glasses. Uh, More than once over the last few weeks, I've asked someone where they got their glasses, and the answer was Warby Parker. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I talk about them sometimes on the show. WarbyParker.com slash moment to order your free home try-ons today.
0: Could you tell, just as a curiosity thing, could you tell that Finn was charismatic and special and had a shot at it?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was even just, just there was just something about him. You, there was just something about him, and he had this confidence. He had this presence. And when I think back, like, and and I say skinny, but you know, he had some muscle on him. Um, just not the the fin we know now. Um, but there was just yeah, he just had a presence about him, and you would see him move, and you knew that this guy. You could was, tell. You
0: recognized. Oh, there's this level, and did. What did it feel like to you? So you're there, it's small, you're taking bumps, you you realize you were uncoordinated. Oh yeah. You've said that a lot. But one of the reasons I started the podcast to begin with was I've always been like completely fascinated by moments that things things that became huge, important, changed the culture. I'm really always interested in what people knew at the beginning. At the very beginning, like I always the one I always talk about is rem but i could say it about you too just to make you feel more comfortable uh (laughs) is uh you know the first time those four guys played together like the very first time they played some cover song together did they look around the room and know, okay this is the thing i belong like what did you emotionally when you were there and you started what did you feel did could you sense i feel differently about this than i do about school or about something did it hit you in a certain way?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um I think it uh also I went to the same school as you two, a little side note. Uh, oh, awesome. different times, different times. Yes. Um but uh so I remember just feeling like, oh, this is something I want to work towards, and and now let us go back to that email where my brother said, like, I'm I'm not a dreamer. I don't have any expectations of actually making it. of whatever, this is something that I want to try out, and like, kind of, I, I was so influenced by my brother. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, like, I mean, I'm WWE, that's America, and that and like i don't want to be so bold in my dreams to think that i can do that um, but i just knew that i wanted to put in the work and 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 prove my toughness um more than anything but there was just this sense of belonging and and this drive that i hadn't had in anything else like my brother was always good like he had these um different interests like he was so interested in art and, and um and just music and and he would he would put in the discipline to learn guitar and get better at his craft yeah. In whatever it was, he used to, uh, you know the tarmac and, um, in the summer how it melts. He would like pick that up and make little action figures out of it. Like he, he just was always just good at things, and I wasn't good at anything. I just wasn't, and I wasn't focused. In you didn't any care, way.
0: and you didn't care to get good at stuff.
1: No, I just nothing, nothing. Uh, drew me enough i remember i used to watch i wanted when i was younger i wanted to do gymnastics but my mom was always scared that i would break my neck and ah, I used to, that's hilarious I used, too. To, I used to watch the olympics and then i'd be like well i'm gonna practice for eight hours a day and i think i did one freaking roll in the grass and was like okay i'm done you know like just, i was just never nothing ever gave me discipline and uh but as soon as i started this i was like oh Oh, I just, I just want to get better. I just wanna, I just wanna. I how, do, how, do, how can I get better at this thing? How can I be the best at this thing?
0: What was it about it? Do you think that connected with something in your soul? Like what? I don't know. What was the magic? Because it was pa- it, the kayfabe era was long over. You knew that it was uh, a show of some sort. Yes. Right. And,
1: r- and but this was even before I'd even gotten the chance to be out in front of an audience. This was. It yeah. was just. I think there was something about about the toughness that and and the uh. just how hard it was but how you kind of had to be steadfast in in in, 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 in just learning and, and, and improving or 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 you'd fail and I just didn't want to fail
0: At this thing at
1: this thing. But it was the it was the toughness that I just wanted I wanted to make myself tough.
0: You just had made that decision somehow yes. in that context,
1: and maybe it was because I, wow, this is this is like some uh, getting into my uh, the psychology of my my teenage mind. But I think I wonder if it was that I was always a tomboy, and then there was this feeling of belonging, maybe, and 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 that, and I was always a little bit different, and then there, there was this thing to identify with. And something that I could put my identity in.
0: You could actually join a thing. Yes. Connect to it in that way.
1: And and it would give me uh it would give me a thing about myself. Because otherwise what was I? I was just, you know, Becky the chubby kid that failed P E, right? And, Were and you chubby? with this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to get Did the that bother you? Doing,
0: oh yeah. I Oh my goodness. So This is important for people listening. So yeah, you were an out of shape kid. I was an out of shape kid. Yeah. You weren't popular with boys then? Oh goodness. No. Um no, 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 no. No, you no. weren't. No, it's no. I, you were 15 and you're saying you didn't you weren't getting the uh, attention of boys.
1: No. So like when I was I was younger, um I remember there was this little kid called Robbie who was this English kid and he would come over during the summers and oh my god like he used to, he was like him and my best friend, they got along so well but he was such an asshole to me and he would like and and like he would always call me fat and whatever and like there was one time we had this swing and I was sitting on the swing, like we'd made it and I like, I the, the swing broke and I fell and there a dog had like Previously, dug a hole underneath it, and then he was like, "Oh look, she's so fun! She broke the swing, and look at the dent she made in the ground." And like, I was like, "No, it was there beforehand." And he was like, "Now it was in," and I was like, "Yes," and you know, and then anyway, and then and then they there was this like we used to have a plank of wood that we'd use as a seesaw, and uh, and and then uh, one time I found the plank of wood, and all the kids like all all my friends had written. Like these horrible mean things on it like Becky has a belly like a sack of potatoes and all these and like I found it and like I freaking grabbed it I ran in crying and all the girls are like no 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 because then they knew that they were going to get in trouble and then they said you know like oh Robbie made us right or whatever I don't know if it was that but anyway Um. so
0: yeah but you still remember this I stuff still remember really this stuff clearly
1: really clearly oh yeah because this is the stuff that traumatizes you and even like yeah. I remember when I was uh when I was on holidays I was four Fourteen. I was one of my with my aunt, and uh, I was I was self conscious about going out in a bikini. And my aunt goes to me, "Look, there's far too many blonde beauties for anybody to be looking at you." <gasps>
2: oh my <laughs> god, <laughs>
1: heartbroken. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, right. So <laughs> t- yeah, t- that's what me. I was
0: asking about the popular thing. So, be- because people who become exceptional in the way you have and have transformed yourself, often right, it's because of these moments where you're made to think of yourself as on the outside, where you have to find some inner resource, because otherwise you'll collapse, you'll crumble, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine what I'd feel uh, seeing somebody write that stuff about me, my supposed supposed friends, right? I mean, that must have really sucked. I'm so sorry that that fucking happened.
1: I'm delighted. Look at me now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well... That's the right attitude about it. Yeah, like Jocko Willing would say, like, good when something bad like that happens because now I'm going to have to show him. Oh, I wonder where Robbie is now. I hope Robbie turned on WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope he just was like, let's see what's going on at WrestleMania.
1: I wonder if he know. like, I, I wonder if he knows, like, the the how much that, like, affected you. But you also kind of go, well, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, it's that. Have you watched the Bill Murray stories?
0: Yes. Uh, the uh I watched like a half hour of it and I loved it from the beginning. Yeah. Did
1: you see that? There's a story about like stoicism, right? And where, 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 uh, there's this farmer and, uh, and, and and his horse runs away. I and, haven't
0: watched this one, but I know a lot about stoicism, so go, tell me. Yeah,
1: yeah, so so um, so so um this farmer, his horse runs away and, and his neighbor farmer um goes, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your horse. And he's like, well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. The next day, the horse comes back with 12 horses. And he's like, oh, congratulations on all the horses. He goes, well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. The next day, one of the horses kicks the sun and the sun breaks his legs. He's like, I'm so sorry to hear about your son he's like well i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing the next day the military is coming and they're they're recruiting any young able-bodied men so then the son can't go off to war he's like i'm so happy to hear about your son he's like well i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing and so on and so forth until the the end of time but it's just you never know if things are going to be a good thing or a thing. in fact thing. yeah
0: you can take yeah. 11 the, the, the stoics would say good this gives me an opportunity to try this or, or that like marcus aurelius would talk about that like uh, I'll I'll send you. There's a really good book by a guy named uh, um, Ryan Holiday uh, about that. Sort of just in little bites gives you these great lessons from it. I might have a copy here, which I'll I'll give you. But you're saying you feel like you took those lessons.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I just I love having a bit of spite on my back. You know what I mean? Just that chip on my shoulder. It's it's just it's what drives you. It's what makes you. And if you if you don't have that, you can kind of get lost in the shuffle.
0: When you were young, did you? Did you immediately turn the sadness into anger? Like, did some part of you know I'll get him someday or I'll I'll show – like, you know, I had a bi- – and I had a, definitely had a big – sort of I had one really bad summer at camp one, where I got a, a lot of shit from people. And uh, I a lot of those guys years later really acted – like told a bunch of people, oh, I was best friends with him when I was young. And I'm like, Whoa. I remember. But then when I saw those guys, because I'd already like – I, one guy came up to me with his kid and was like tell tell hey brian you know tell him how what good friends we were you know when i was young i definitely thought like someday that guy is going to know and i'm going to and instead i was like yeah your dad and i were great pa- you yeah, because like i passed and and it, it, it gave me somehow more power in a way yeah. personally inside to um not even let let them let him know yeah. that we i was like yeah we were great friends like don't even let that guy know that it bothered me but I definitely had the anger in me then, even at 8, 10, 12, where I was like, I've never said this in before. But like that drove me in a certain way to say, no, 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 I'm going to, I am different. And I'm in a certain way that you can't recognize now. But I will show you someday. Like, so did you have any of that yes. in you that I'll show you someday?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think that you can either you can either crumble under these things or you can or you can rise above it as, as you did, um, and and I think then it's they do say like success is the best revenge, um, and uh, it it really truly is you know and but then you you don't need to do anything else. Um, because it's not about revenge or whatever. It's just I think about proving things to yourself. Well, then you can
0: use that stuff to reach, which I want to, and then you can use that pain to reach and help other people. Oh, absolutely! Because you can empathize with them, right? When you're, I imagine that when you see a kid in the audience, a young, a young girl uh, now, or you, know, you can see. Why they need you in a way, and it must inspire you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because uh, there was that segment last was it last week or the week before with Sammy and the electric chair, <laughs> and uh, where that there was that little girl. Describe she, it. She was there, so there was a, he. They uh, they threw. Uh, Quite. They let the the audience ask Sammy questions. Um, while he was sitting in this chair and he could respond in any way and was completely off the cuff and didn't know what they were gonna uh, ask him, um, uh, this little girl in a Becky two belt shirt, um, uh, she she asked the question. Do you miss being part of the Ginger Snaps? And, and the Ginger Snaps was mine and Sammy's Mixed match challenge name. And uh, and anyway, like so, so he kind of gave her some flack back and then but then she bowed up to him and like she's she started like mouthing off to him and i was like my girl right
0: she was a bad she was (laughs) a real becky lynch like she took on your attitude.
1: It was awesome. It was awesome, and I don't know where she got that from. If that was just her or whatever, if any, I could have been any sort of influence, it was just awesome that this little girl wasn't going to take any crap from a WWE <laughs> superstar. Like, and and so then she started mouthing back, and then he said something, and she went to grab the mic, and Kayla pulled it away. It was freaking great. Right. Oh, that's and I was spectacular. Like, this girl. This girl. Were you this in the? Oh, we need- Were you in the
0: arena that yeah, day? You- oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. I so you was got in to see ba- it right there.
1: Yeah. And that- I came out for the dark match at the end of the show, and, and I was, she was wearing a Becky Two Belt shirt, and I was like, well, I guess this is outdated. So I gave her my. Oh, you did? You met her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave her a big hug and everything.
0: Oh, she must have freaked out. Oh, she was just a lovely, lovely kid. That's spectacular. So made me happy. getting back to the thing. So you're there, you are you love it. you like, I have to figure out how to do this. Yeah. How long did it take you? And how far was it from your house?
1: Uh, an hour and a
0: half. And how often would you go there?
1: Uh, so originally, because it was just we would just go on Sundays because uh, we didn't have we didn't have a school of our own. So it was whenever the school was. Uh, closed, so we were able to. Train and spin, and was Finn wrestling
0: in regional mat programs? Then is that why he couldn't do it all the time?
1: No, it was just because we only had a school hall, and uh. I, I, he was working at a train station at the time, and um, th- there was no wrestling in Ireland uh, then, um, and so uh, he would go over to England and do whatever shows that nwa uk hammerlock was having and uh and but then eventually we got a wrestling ring i think it was about three months later God, and and that's been so exciting oh the first
0: time you went against the ropes
1: i used to dream about it like i just i couldn't believe that i would be like standing in this wrestling ring and i still i still get that feeling you know it's that thing that i watched on telly and uh, i see it when
0: you climb the ropes at the beginning of your matches I see that each time it does mean something to you. It
1: it really does. Just the fact that I... Uh, just Something about this just 20 by 20 foot thing with, with three ropes and I uh, just, I love it.
0: How did people in your life start reacting to it though when this starts to become the most important thing in your life? I mean, your mom, your dad, the people around you at school, like, it's not a typical thing for a 15 or 16 year old girl to be doing
1: yeah which is what i kind of loved the most you know um and that uh so i would i i started to to bond a lot with with the guys in school over wrestling you know so so it kind of gave me that little bit of a a, an edge or whatever would you do
0: throws and stuff at school like did you would you act out at all and do the stuff, or did you keep it separate? I,
1: I, I kept it, se- I kept it separate, but I kind of had just, a, I think, I it just gave me an air about myself, and uh, it was like that bowling for soup song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's watching wrestling, um, and uh, I, my mom hated it. My God, when, when, oh. Jesus when, when I told her that I was wrestling. I, cause originally I lied to where I said I was doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and uh, she thought that was more respectful. With your brother
0: and your brother kept the lie up with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we were good little liars we were. Um, and uh, so, yeah she found out. I can't remember how she found out. But anyway, oh it was World War 3 in my house. She flipped the lid and uh, yeah, my dad always thought it was cool my dad my dad like he was just always wanted us whatever whatever it was he just that's a great moment in the
0: 20 in the documentary on you when your dad gets to see you sort of at the height of your success just incredible
1: that was amazing
0: but uh but around you so your mom was the big it was just hard for you in that way with your mother but you were by then did you know somewhere in you i have to do this for my life so when did that start coming into your head
1: it was, so it was a gradual thing where, you know, I was like, okay, I'm still going to go off to college, I'm going to be a lawyer or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, just because when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor, and uh, I had an aunt who was in this show called Rowe, which was an Irish sitcom about a farm, um, of course, you know, yeah. <laughs> of course, <Yeah. laughs> so, of course, and uh, oh, the big controversy about, at that time was, you know, she, she had an affair with the married man, and oh my God, the scandal in Catholic Ireland in the 90s. You're the character just, did or your actual? Aunt oh did? no, the, the character. Did. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so she she sat me down and told me all the reasons I didn't want to be an actor. Just about how it's a hard lifestyle and whatever. And I was like, oh, I still wanted to get up and talk and talk in front of people. Argue. I'm really good at arguing. I knew. So then lawyer becomes <laughs> even a thing. from yeah 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 even as a kid I was just like always just like mouthing off and arguing and debating with everybody, um and so. Uh, so so that was what I was gonna do, and I was I was even going towards that, but but wrestling even made me better at school. Whatever it was, it was just like it, it's that mindset of once you start focusing on thi- on one, the the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. But you
0: were gonna go to college, and you did do some. Co- I mean, you did go to college. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But did, when did you start to think? Like, did you understand at that time the way the wrestling world worked, like, or did you just think I'm going to end up in the WWE somehow? Like, what was going through your head as you were starting to take it seriously? Do you
1: remember the my sacrifice videos?
0: No. What, what oh, was that?
1: with like Stone Cold and 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 there was a Shawn Michaels one where they were um where it was the song by Creed, my sacrifice. Yeah. And uh and and it's like and. and Oh God, they were just so powerful, for especially for me as a kid, and like it would be Stone Cold talking about his journey and and just the struggle and you know how he, he ate freaking raw potatoes or whatever, and he was like all these things you call sacrifice as well. I wouldn't give one of them back to you because I loved every one of them, and and that was just for me. I was like. Oh, I want to sacrifice like that. I want to have that story. I want, you know, like there was just. I
0: want to live in a car. I mean, that's the, when you read, I've read all the, you know, many of the books and it's like, everybody has the story of just basically living in their car when they're doing these regional wrestling shows, trying to get the attention of the WWE, because before NXT, like, you know, there were all sorts of little, sort of little circuits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like I remember um sitting uh, I, it
1: was the first time I'd played, you know, the heel role and I was with my brother and we tagged and I remember and it was in a little school gym in, in Kilkenny and uh, I remember looking and I remember having so much fun and then sitting in the back and looking over at him and saying I think I want to do this. I want to do this for for my life. And you
0: stated that like 18 years old or something? 17. Yeah. 17 you said your brother. Yeah. Shit, I think I have to like this is the thing I have to do.
1: Yes, and uh, and and I I can't remember if I was in school at that time or if I just finished my leaving cert. Or anyway, I did go to college. I started off. Um, I did history, politics, and philosophy. But I when I was going, I was only going to use the gym. Like I would sit in lectures and just tune out. So did you start improving
0: your body then too? Like you knew for wrestling, you had to get your you had to eat differently and work out. So yeah. were you working out all the time
1: yes yeah, yeah yeah and like i mean i wasn't i didn't really even have the knowledge of what i was doing but like and and i started doing that at like 15 even like i would we had like a weights at home and i would train in the attic and stuff and um uh and and i would you know i i would always just try to try to lift weights and stuff and um because that's the thing about wrestling. You know, you you know what there is you can work on and what you control. You know that your body's one of them. You know that your ability to talk is another. You know that it's like your character or what you wear or whatever. So like these are the things that I was always, you know that like watching as much as you can possibly get your hands on. And at that time it was, we didn't have streaming. We didn't have any of, of those things. So it was trading VHSs or DVDs and stuff. And I, God, I remember the first time I saw Japanese women's wrestling. I was like, what the? hell is this what oh, are yeah. these new, women
0: new, new japan's the for me new japan is just insanely great right? so good it's what a good show i mean especially when kenny when it was when omega and chris were there that was tops i saw it i mean it was just amazing and Always. did
1: you did you watch the the old school I stuff have,
0: where, which the old wrestling yeah yeah, old, yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. did when i would um so like you i was just a fan i, mean, I read every wrestling magazine as like a kid i read all the magazines and it was the kayfabe era so I would spend so much time trying to figure out if Bill Apter really spent time with the wrestler, if he made it up, what was the, you know, because during that era, you were trying to piece together for yourself, like what's real and what's not real and do these guys really hate each other? And so I read everything and then when I would hear, like Andre went over to Japan and he was a heel sometimes. I was like, well, I had to find it. So yes, I had to go find some way to watch it. I and so like even as I grew up later, I would go tr- and then there were tapes of it. I would have to go find. How all would you stuff. do that? Well, you would just have to ask. There was no internet then. Yes. You would get industrious. You would have to like write people from the magazines or meet somebody <gasps> at it. You would have to. I mean, I was very uh, in- industrious as a kid in that way. If I loved something, I went crazy about it. I mean, I had st- I can't believe there I had stacks and stacks of. The, the, I mean, I, I think I've probably never talked about this. but I had stacks of Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler, Pro Wrestling, Illustrated, like every – just stacks of these magazines. I would haunt the magazine stores. Uh, and I've tried to think about this forever about why because I wasn't – and this is what I love so much about what you do. And I think why you brought me back is I'm, I'm not a comic book person and I'm not a superhero person movies. My superheroes were pro wrestlers. Ah. That was, I think if I, I think about it, there was something about the way I would watch them put their bodies on the line. There weren't stuntmen there, and women. It was, if Bruno Sammartino was fighting Ivan Koloff, and even by 11, I knew that they weren't, I knew those guys were probably friends. But it was still them having to do it. The guy talking into the mic, you talking into the mic, Becky Lynch, you have to be the person to sit, to go off the top rope. It's not a stunt person. It's not getting put in for you. Yeah. You have to do all of it. <laughs> yeah. And you have to play your character. So you have to be who you are. And and well, I want to ask you this. Mm. Do you think that the Stone Cold, Mick Foley, you, the 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 people who connect the hardest with an audience, do you think that part of this, the gift, the skill, the thing you had to work at was to incorporate this whole biographical story of who you are into the character of the man? So oh. that there's... Uh, one might be an exaggerated version or an indestructible version, but that it's actually you. Oh, 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It has to. Like, I think for, for for it to be truthful and for it to work, it needs to be you. It needs to be your story. It needs to be your journey because, because we're kind of past the. Point of characters really, and it's just it's people and their struggles and their fight, But we are character. Like everybody in life is a character, right? We're all just characters, and we're different characters in different situations, playing these different roles. And 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 when it when it's it's me out there as the man, then it it is just me turned up to ninety, and it is that like, no, I'm not going to take any crap from you, and and this, and is, I
0: have enough heart to get right because. I have enough heart to get through whatever you throw in my way.
1: Absolutely. And it seems
0: to me you're saying to the audience, you do too if you try, if you're like, you get in there enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, we, and it's a matter of speaking our truth and it's a matter of, and, and that's the thing that I I'll always say as uh, as the man. It's like, I don't get my confidence from, from thinking I'm indestructible. I, I get my confidence from knowing that I can, be torn down and that I can rebuild myself and that I will come back every time and I'll find a way and that I'm resourceful and I'm relentless. Um,
0: and that comes from your life because, I, okay, good.
2: Hey, let's talk about ancestry. So I have always loved big historical novels. And one of the things I love about them is the way that you see there's a character you're following and then you learn who her mother was, grandfather, great-grandfather, how they came from the old country, what happened to them here in America. And there's just something primal that we relate to um, about this desire to know where we're from, to understand our roots. And nothing does that better than ancestry. So, you know, ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. It connects you to the places in the world where your story started using precise geographical detail and clear-cut historical insights. I mean, you can even trace your ancestor's journey over time, following how and why your family moved from place to place. To amplify your results, you can start a free trial in ancestry and build a tree so your ancestors become more than just a name. Look, they've combined DNA results with over 100 family trees and billions of records to give you more insights into your genealogy and origins. Only Ancestry can tell us a story because they have these unique features that give a more complete picture about a person, like the events that shaped them, how they made a living, what they were great at. Ancestry's unique features and record collections can give a much more complete picture of people from your past, like the events that shaped them, how they made a living, even how long they attended school. Look, it's super easy to get started. Go to ancestry.com slash moment today for 20% off your ancestry DNA kit. That's ancestry.com slash moment for 20% off your ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com slash moment.
0: So um, I could really talk to you for three hours, but I'm not going to let that happen out of respect for everybody's time. So just to, once you decide you started wrestling these regional shows, you started to learn how to connect, you started to have some success at it at a certain point kind of early on in this process uh what, you you were an, were you in WWE before you got hurt and had to go away nope. no you were in where to just tell the story of how you had to step away for years
1: yeah so cuz i so at 17 dropped out of college moved off to canada wrestled around there was main eventing japan uh, at 18 um uh, Main events of Corgan Hall, and and just got signed by an advertising agency in in Japan that wanted to make me the celebrity wrestler, and I was doing all this kind of stuff, and I was really making a name for myself. Well, on what the were you calling yourself then? Rebecca Knox, right? Um, the K Knox, and uh, I was, and uh, and and an then I I got. I, my visa ran out in Canada and I came back home and my mom was like what are you doing what are you what's your plan what's your plan what's your plan so I was like oh my god I'm, if if I don't make it right now I'm gonna have to go back to college or I'm gonna whatever like and I became like so obsessed with having to make it because like uh, you're 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 earning what 30 fifty dollars a, a night wrestling Even when you were the champion in this
0: place in Canada, you were earning a little bit of money.
1: Yeah, just very little. Like, I mean, I remember getting paid, I think, $1,000 for my tour, my first tour of Japan, which was two weeks, and thinking I was so mega rich, you know? But again, I couldn't afford rent. I was sleeping on people's floors and couches and stuff and living off protein shakes. But again my sacrifice. So, so oh, I was like, okay right, oh, with- this is my
0: sacrifice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But then when it came to living at home and you're mad, just constantly, what's your plan? 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 And you're like, no, I'm, I'm doing this wrestling thing and you're trying to take bookings or whatever. So then at the time, um, and WWE, like, uh, all the girls that they were employing, like, were very model-esque. And uh, Rebecca was not model-esque. And so I was like, okay, well, if I could just start bodybuilding, because, like, if I, if I look a certain way, then then I've got a better chance of getting it.
0: Because you weren't able to break into the WWE then.
1: You, so it's you just... You weren't. Yeah. I'm saying they hadn't
0: noticed you yet.
1: They hadn't noticed me yet. And so it just wasn't that, like... I'm, you know, I th- I think if I'd kept going, maybe they would have eventually. But um, so but maybe not. I don't know. Um, so at that time, TNA was in Orlando, so it was like I need to find a way to get over there. So I I I my mom was asking me what my plan was why wasn't i going back to college blah blah, blah. so um i i decided okay well let me let me make a plan here so if i can go over and do a personal training course in orlando then i'll be where tna is and then i'll be closer i'll be in the freaking i'll uh, be in people's sites and this so i'll have a plan b and then i'll be there um but of course when you start having plan b it becomes plan a and um so anyway i do i do a match i'm bodybuilding at the time i'm emaciated i'm starved and whatever uh at the time um uh I'd been in Japan so I'd been having these good matches and I'm, I'm in there with this girl who's as green as grass and she doesn't know what she's doing and uh, the match is terrible because I've overcomplicated it and given her stuff Yeah, you, that you
0: choreographed that and, and, and she couldn't do what you were telling she her She could
1: do. not do what I was telling her She didn't understand it Were you but, the
0: heel in the match so uh, you were calling it during the match
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah um, and uh, so. so i'm
0: gonna explain to the audience quick so <laughs> uh, you know, uh, often the heel in a in a match just is as old as wrestling is is sort of the one who and i want to ask about the timing because i'm fascinated by it but is the one who gives this sort of let's take this to this place right that's how that
1: uh yes i mean now i would probably pull that even as a baby face but um yeah, oh sure. so time, it could be yeah. also
0: the 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 sort of one who's in charge
1: absolutely yeah 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 so uh, at the time i was so i was i was giving her all this stuff and god she didn't have a clue and the crowd started chanting it's so funny crowd started chanting women's wrestling and right now we oh, know that as uh, a like that's a great chant women's wrestling yes but not then and then it was women's wrestling this is the should yeah, this sucks
0: is this what they were sucked. saying this sucks
1: and so I just I was so angry I got her I grabbed her I gave her a German suplex but she held on as tight as she could because she was like so scared she landed right on my head boom she, was, uh, yeah this is important yeah.
0: she landed on your head, on giving head. you a terrible concussion.
1: Yes, and I just saw red. Like literally, I just, I saw red. There was just blood pouring down my face, and uh, I finished the match or whatever. But I, I come back home and uh, I'm wearing sunglasses inside and a hat. And my mom's like, "Why are you wearing sunglasses inside?" And I'm like, "Cause it's cool. Wrestlers and rock stars, ma." And she's like, "Take them off." She takes them off, and my eyes and bits, whatever. She's like, "What are you doing? Don't you give up this wrestling?" And I didn't know what I was doing. I was amazed. I was just lost. I was. My mom was was begging me to quit. I didn't have a direction. I had no money. I couldn't figure it out. And I just, I I also had that fear of like, oh, what if I'm not good enough? And like, just this fear of, I don't know if it was failure or success or whatever it is, but just let me self-destruct. And so anyway, I go off to Orlando and I'm lost and I'm on my own. You just
0: quit. And I quit. I'm saying, I just want to make it clear that like, because... One thing I say to people who want to do what I do is when you go home for Thanksgiving dinner, don't tell them that you're working on a screenplay if you cool. want to keep working on the screenplay. Because they're going to tell you that it's a ridiculous dream and you're going to get disappointed and crushed and you're going to quit. Oh, So just keep the secret. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: My dad also says it gets lost in the wind if you talk to It, it does. Them it much. gets lost yeah. in the
0: wind. But it, it gets lost. No, but also... Because those people, are what you as a kid don't understand, even as a 20-year-old, is they're scared for you. They love you and they're scared for you. But you're going to catch their fear. Fear is contagious. Oh, yeah. And their worries for you become your own worries for yourself. You look in their eyes. This is this wise person who raised you. And her fear translates to you as she's going to be right, I'm a loser. And so you're this thing that you were dying to do. You you gave up for a I, period of time.
1: Yeah, for for seven years.
0: I gotta understand. What were you? Were you? Did you start drinking, or no? Did you keep yourself together? Were you? Uh, did something feel dead in you, or were you okay most of the time? Dead.
1: It was. And to be honest, it was like, God. It sounds so dramatic. It was like a death because it- I
0: understand this totally, as a right because what. We're all in the circus. Anyone who's in does what any of us do. We're in the circus, so yeah.
1: And it's it's you kind of it it becomes part of your identity. And like I even said when I was younger, I I was now your
0: shoulders are back and you're swaggering around.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm Rebecca the wrestler. I have this thing that I am. And then it's like, oh no! But now it's gone, and I really lost my confidence. Like I just didn't know who I was, and I would go to guidance counselors and say, like, I love this thing, and I but I don't think I can do it, and I I don't know what else I could do. And this, you know, they would be like, okay, well, what are you interested in? And so I, I tried everything that you I You tried I was acting, interest- and
0: you got some parts. Like you could do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was a flight attendant and I, you know, went traveling and I would do different martial arts and I lived in New York here.
0: Did you train BJJ then?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I I tried that a little bit and I did kickboxing and Muay Thai and capoeira and like just all these things and I always knew that I was like I need to stay in shape and I like but it's even even training then wasn't the same that like it feels now because like, it didn't have a
0: purpose beyond purpose. just doing it yeah god you know, I can't imagine seven years did you have a like did you have relationships with people like did you have a boyfriend during any of that
1: um yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I did were
0: you trying because I'm saying were you trying to just live a regular life in a way
1: Yes. And it felt so empty. Like I've journaled my whole life and I've just I I was gonna ask you this journaling question,
0: I have it written down. You did. You journaled the whole time.
1: The whole time. I have a journal with me. I'm so glad. At all times is one in my bag right now, um because and I would just be like, I, I I feel like I'm supposed to do this thing, but I don't know how to get back there. But like you know, okay in there, and then I would like convince myself that okay n- no this is the way to go. but had, you know what just sometimes passions mm, don't feel right like you've got to work towards. But, but them. yeah, I'm
0: even thinking though in a relationship. I asked you the boyfriend question is like in a relationship if you are not being the person that you want to be, it's very hard to be a real thing with someone else right yes
1: god yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like there's just uh, a and, and and oh, god even when when i met the boyfriend that i was with early on in that time i was wrestling and then by the time we broke like we're breaking up um i remember him being like like you're just not the same person you were when i met you and i and, and i was like well how was i different then and he was like you were happy and it's like, oh, yeah, because I had this thing and now I'm living this life that I don't want to live.
0: Yes. Well, I always say, like, a, 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 when you have a creative spirit in you that you're trying to get out and you allow it to be, to be blocked, it's like something dies in you. And like any other kind of death, it has toxicity. Yeah. And that toxicity spreads to those around you. That's why I think e- not, you have to do it for you. Have to chase when you hear that secret voice. If you kill it, you can't be who you want to be for those people you love, right? Yeah, because you're not. You're uh, you're suppressing this shit in you, right? So that's where you were for seven fucking
1: seven years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I even God, it's funny. Would you go to wrestling
0: shows? Would you watch wrestling? Then I couldn't I couldn't watch it because
1: I was watching because then I'd be watching people like Natty and TJ that I had, um, sorry Tyson Kidd, who I had uh, traveled with. Now that were living this dream that I'd wanted to live, and I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't. I was just like, that could have been me. And it was, I couldn't. I had to... I Right. You to to. Sh-
0: were you? Did you stay in touch with Finn and all those guys?
1: Finn, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people I couldn't face because I felt so ashamed.
0: Because you'd done the thing you promised you wouldn't do when you were watching Tough Enough. You'd quit. I'd,
1: yeah. Oh, God. And it comes full circle. Yeah, I never actually thought about that. God, this is like... This is some therapy. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, what, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, so what happened? How did you... Oh, i um, love that you're literally like holy oh, shit
1: jesus yeah, yeah yeah so um there were several things so i remember sitting at, with finn and he would always go mad because uh i was uh i'd, I'd go like oh, i think i should go back and then i changed my mind oh i think i should go back and then one day i was 25 at the time he goes just go back now because i'm not sitting here with you in 10 years and you're gonna have wished you'd gone back then then it's gonna be too late and uh so anyway i was like oh. I don't think I even went back then. But what happened was I was—I'd uh, finished my degree. I was acting then, and then I was out in the streets looking for an agent and all that kind of jazz, and uh, looking for work. And I handed in my uh, my my resume, my headshot to the Vikings. They were filming in Ireland at the time, and uh, and I get a call from the Stunt Guild of Ireland, and and they're like, "Oh, hey, we got your resume." Um, and because the way it read was full of uh. Uh, physical stuff like you know, I'd been wrestling and then just skills I'd acquired looking for passions over those seven years, like snowboarding and scuba diving sure. and uh, sword fighting, and just random things that obviously read like a storm. And uh, so they said, Would you like to come down and, and do a stint on the Vikings? And I said, Well, yeah, yeah, of course, I'm a stunt woman. No, let me blag my way onto this set. So, um So I was like, okay, well, I was good at wrestling. So if I can go down, get a little bit more experience there, and if I can apply that confidence to to this set... Nobody would I mean be none, none the wiser. So I went down to a wrestling school, and the guy that was running the class at the time, Joe Abrey, he'd just been signed to NXT, and uh, which is
0: the WWE development program. It's where the superstars come from.
1: Yes, and uh, and so so he was like, Do "You have you ever thought about going for a tryout?" And I said, "Ah, Joe, I'm doing this wrestling thing. I'm gonna move back to New York, and blah 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 blah." And uh, he was like, "Well, I think you should. Uh, I think you should think about it because I think you'd get it." And I thought about it for 30 seconds and like just, it felt like freaking lifting the top off a bottle and like everything just, um, just started to flow. You know, So what was
0: your tryout? Where'd you go? What'd you do?
1: I called Robbie Brookside who I had wrestled with on the independence and he was the guy who was coordinating all that stuff. And he'd remembered me from when I was 19 and, uh, and, and, uh, I told him you know I'm back And I really want to do this and whatever And so I went over to that tryout And it was just like It was like how I felt about Tough Enough It was like you just got to show that you're tough You got to not quit You got to be in shape You got to do the things And then I went over there with You know having not really wrestled in seven years and i was just so determined that everything that i had done had led me to this moment and there was no freaking way i wasn't getting hired and uh and and with that there was there was people that would drop out and there was people that would quit in the middle of drills and i just remember going what did you think this was because not... this was
0: like the training school to decide if you could be in NXT.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a three-day camp, and I just remember being like, "No, no matter what they put me through." like. What are the I kinds of things that make people quit?
0: Before. Is like, it like someone uh, having to do moves and take hard bumps? Explain what a hard bump is. Yeah, for people who don't know.
1: So uh, when you take bumps, and we take a lot of them, um, they hurt. They 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 are they are not fun at all at all and so like when you're taking a lot of them um, in a drill especially because when you know when you're when you're running practices and whatever you'll have to bump a lot and especially if you're not doing it right then they'll make you do more yeah because when it, people think it right. when
0: people think punches are pulled and it's true you guys aren't actually like blasting each other in the face as hard as you can except in very special yeah, occasions when everyone agrees to it but still go if you go home for whoever he was listening to this, and you just tell your significant other, your wife or your husband or your if you're gender non-binary, that person, just say, let's slap each other at half strength for four minutes in the face. <laughs> like at quarter strength even. Yeah. Just at quarter strength. Just go like, what, three inches from their face and just smack them and have them smack you back. Just see how that feels four minutes later. And then imagine doing it at three quarters strength. So... That's what you're doing, right? For yeah. days and coming off a rope and falling on, you know, most of the time knowing how to fall on your back, but sometimes hitting your head, right? Of course. Of course. All the time. It's right. Like, all like, the time. It's
1: like a mini car wreck every time you stab in the ring, you know? I think that's actually what it is. Well, that's what people
0: don't understand about stunt people too. If you are ever walking if you're ever walking by a set and you see that they're doing some big thing like a car accident, the the stunt person in the car is gonna have a helmet on, they're gonna have something to protect their neck. They're still taking a crash at thirty miles an hour. Yeah, their body is gonna hurt for four days. Just because it's not a real crash, doesn't mean it, it it doesn't have some of the effects of a crash. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the
1: same with stepping in a wrestling ring. Like, it, and and your body eventually becomes callous to it. But um, uh, so
0: you're you're in there NXT, and everyone you're taking it hurts. It oh, it hurts. Yeah, and you yeah, have of to perform course. right. So it's not just dealing with the pain. It's being compelling isn't oh yeah. It?
1: yeah 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 having that thing about you having that presence and but just like the drills would just be designed to completely wear you out but i just remember being like you just have to keep going like you just what what's the worst that can happen you're gonna pass it before you die Um, so <laughs> so like you just keep getting up keep getting up but it doesn't matter if you're going slow or then you can but just keep moving keep moving i don't see people dropping i'm like what are you doing? You've got one chance. What would they
0: say, I'm leaving? One they would just chance. say, I'm done?
1: No, they would just give up in the middle of a drill. They would get too tired. They would get too... No, you've got one chance. You're trying to make it to the WWE, the <laughs> biggest company in wrestling. Like, what do you think this is? Show up in shape.
0: So what happened? How did their, you get it?
1: Because I, I just wouldn't stop. And then I think I just showed that presence about me. And then and then when it came to talking and, like, promoing, then, like, just... just uh, so I get I, I had like a little promo where I like was spewing a bunch of crap and then uh, and then and then William Regal asked me to uh, he was like what why do you want this and then I Whoa. so then I started talking and I just tears you know like and it was just my whole journey and it was like just like i i I've, I've felt lost without this thing and this is the thing that i identify myself with and um and and i have i felt like a death when i when, when it was taken away from me and i know that this is what i'm meant to do and it's been seven long years but i i just i want to get back there and um and uh, and and I think he saw that and was like, okay.
0: And then did he tell you, all right, we're passing you through? So
1: uh, at the end of the tryouts, Canyon Seaman, who was the person coordinating um, the thing, he, he said, you know, like, we like you. Um, I'm not going to offer you a contract now, but um, because it needs to go through Vince and Hunter, um, we don't know what day your your pictures are going to end up on their desk they may be looking for models at the time but we like you and so a month later i get a call from canyon and and i'd gotten hired
0: and uh when you got the call where were you
1: i was driving to the gym and uh, i stopped and i stopped and i'll never forget where i stopped it was right in the city center by a bridge um just around the corner from where i used to live and uh, and i just crying and then like I'm, i i continued on afterwards went to the gym and just i was just i had more energy then did they day. say to you
0: it's date certain like we want you on this date to be in this city
1: um they said uh yeah you'll start in uh the is whatever i think i was then supposed to start in june everything always gets pushed back to whatever um i think maybe i was supposed to start in may or june but the performance center in orlando was opening so i ended up being the first group in the performance center which when is- you
0: first walked in, were you uh, to an, uh, when you first walked in as an NXT wrestler? Yeah. To your first time you are entering, what did it fucking feel like, man?
1: So, at that time, it was all very diva-ish. So I'd gone to Jesus Christ. I'd gone to Marshalls <laughs> to get like a freaking dress, and it was like I don't know. It was like something you'd wear to the prom or something. But it was like I just. Didn't have a clue how to do my hair or my makeup or anything, so I just looked like a freaking disaster, with frizzy hair on me with the humidity of Orlando. But I walked into the place and it was what I envisioned wrestling school to be like. This is what I thought I was getting into Originally, when I went down yes. to Bray, and it was just but this freaking metropolis of wrestling. You know? But what
0: about the first time you you fought in front of an audience, an NXT audience?
1: Oh gosh, now I had that beg to be put in, into a match. In a, a show? Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny because when I went oh, down there... I haven't there, heard this.
0: You didn't tell this on 24. Tell I, me. What? I
1: don't think I've told this at all. Um, because when I went down there, I had no confidence. And and I had to... Like, I kind of almost... I humbled myself, but almost to a fault, to where I came in and I... Like, Sarah Del Rey was a trainer, but I'd also wrestled with her in Japan. And, uh, and, and so I didn't want her thinking that i i was full of myself and i thought i was better than anybody or whatever. You
0: learn that in the dojos too in the martial arts things, which is you got to go in every time like no i'm a white belt here. Yes. I'm starting here.
1: Yes. Totally. And so i tried to do that but also to to a fault to where i was like no i i'm i'm a blank slate or whatever and then i just i i, I mind fucked myself. I don't know if the place did it to me a little bit too, but i just Oh was, yeah, i understand. I yeah. really do. Yeah yeah. And so I couldn't I couldn't lock no, up at the time. I wanted
0: like, it so bad and then now you're so close to it. You don't want to blow it and all that is, I understand totally. Yeah. It's scary to change, when the dream's that close now. It's terrifying
1: and at the time what if you're not good enough yes and i definitely wasn't and like and at the time nxc wasn't where it was now like you were constantly scared of losing your job like everybody was just a minute away from being being fired and uh like one wrong move one wrong promo one thing said wrong like it was very much walking on eggshells the entire time which again Yeah, kind of like, but I would also not, I would lose sleep. I couldn't sleep and I was freaking stressed and anxious the whole time because I wanted it so bad. And, um, uh, I, I, but, but so there was girls who had never wrestled before and they were getting, uh, they were getting spots on, on, on the show show before me. And I remember just like begging, like going into Bill the Mott's office and being like, look, I know I'm not good. I know I'm not really proving myself, but, but I, I, I can connect with an audience. Please, just just let me prove that. Let me prove that I can connect with an audience. And, and I could. And
0: how did you? How did you get in? Uh, I I said that. I said I said and, just and, that and thing. What your first match? Did you were you I, confident walking into the ring?
1: I was uh, probably a nervous wreck, and I was tagging, and I remember just always trying these different characters, these off the freaking wall characters. To
0: find who you should be. Yes. Yeah, I've seen some of them. I mean, even I think the one where you played the super Irish person when you first came into the <laughs> WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would not have been a Becky Lynch fan <laughs> if that was the character. <laughs> but look,
1: yeah. But, but look,
0: it got you in. I know you got the championship and everything. It all worked for you.
1: Got, got, but it wasn't you know this person. No, it wasn't. But I was just so willing to, to get, do whatever it took to get my foot in the freaking door. And like, here's the thing. That if you can go from that to main eventing WrestleMania yes. and winning two championships and beating Ronda Rousey at, main, uh, in at the main event of WrestleMania, Jesus Christ, anybody can do anything. Anybody can
0: well, do also, anything. Well, also, you don't have to live on power shakes anymore <laughs> because now you've – I mean, I'm just, I was so interested to know how that all affected you. We were, we're running out of time, but I have a few questions I have to ask, and then maybe we'll do this again. Um <laughs> so this is I, I've always just wondered this as a as a mark um, uh, wrestling fan uh, in the when I read watch documentaries or read the books uh, and particularly in in the most recent book I read which was backlands he talks about how as you go and get good at this you start to feel what the crowd needs while you're in the match absolutely can you talk a little bit about that like because you're calling like you guys um well, it's a question. Even at your level, you're still calling a match as it. Ha- you can still shift as it's going, right? Oh, 100%. in terms of how long it goes, in terms of when to call the finish and what the finish is. Like you're allowed and encouraged to run that process, right?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. And if you if you're worth your salt as a
0: um, as a wrestler, you, as a
1: main event y- kind of a wrestler, yes, you should know how to do that um, and that is the
0: art of this I'm fascinated by this because it's like being the director there are directors great people you work with the commentators are amazing but that thing of learning the moment the crowd needs you to finish the match or the moment they need you to start losing how do you is it it must feel like playing in an orchestra or something is that do you feel the most alive when you're connected in that way
1: yes yeah And I, because so if you make TV shows, you make movies, you don't know. That's right. You don't know how the audience is going to respond. You learn
0: it, right? So now, Dave and I, in the fifth year of making this show, I can predict what's going to happen, how Twitter is going to react at a certain... But, but this takes a long time yes. to understand. You have to do it as it's happening.
1: As it's happening, which is a, 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 a gift and a curts, um. So because you know minute to minute just how like oh they're into this or whatever, and but you so also- you're
0: listening part like how do you? Oh, you have to. So you're communicating with your partner. Yes. You're having to do this incredible. So so th- then you're having to do this incredibly difficult, even if you've done it for a long time, like coming off the top rope and flipping onto somebody. It's hard, right? Yes. I mean, still, uh, you have to make sure you land the right way to not hurt them. Sure. Like yeah. to protect right, you all have to protect yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be painful, but you know what I mean? So you don't injure them. I mean Yes, yeah, yeah. You're trying not to injure somebody. Yes. And do this difficult thing and at the same time you're listening, right? Uh, oh, you have to I think to people listen don't to... understand how hard what you do is. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, but and and
1: then there's T V things, so you gotta make times and you gotta get to breaks and you've gotta yeah.
0: Um So you mean you have to get them to a few Oh, this is fascinating. So if they say to you, you're going out, another match ran long, your match can be seven minutes. Yep. You have to be aware of bringing, whipping them into a fury, in six and a half minutes to call the finish on time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You and you have to know. You have to know. What the story is, and you have to know what you want to get across, and how you want people to feel, and what the what the take home is from this. Like that's Both what of you have to, to know that to. in the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I will always take it upon myself more often because oftentimes I'm in there with less experienced people, so um, it, it's it's a matter of knowing what what needs to be done and and making those executive decisions, you know, um.
0: So lastly, I guess. um, Fuck, there's so much more. Okay, but lastly. uh, I can be back. When, when, two things, uh, actually. One, lastly, uh, because it's a totally merit-based thing in many ways, but ultimately, uh, the one thing that you, people don't understand how important it is to the wrestlers to be the champion. Sometimes people think, well, but if it's, predetermined it can't matter but everything I've read tells me it matters so much it for all these different reasons it's financially different you're the headliner it means you've succeeded it's the hardest thing in your profession I also know that like you and Charlotte are very close friends and have been for a long time in the world how does everyone manage that how do you because I know like all the champs have to manage the relationships with everybody in their division and not make people's jealousy get crazy and manage it because you're all counting on each other. How do you do it? Like how do you lead in that way? Do you put a lot of thought into that?
1: Uh, look, people are going to get jealous and, and and it happens and uh and I think that that was the thing that I learned um with my first title run was that I was too apologetic. Sorry for being champion. Sorry, That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm sorry sorry for being champion. Like I want everybody to be champion. We are all champions.
0: That's what I'm wondering. Like the sisterhood, brotherhood thing. How yeah. do you, how do you keep the the sisterhood together yeah. while being the champion? Can't
1: worry about it because and 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 sorry. That's that's the the that's the unfortunate truth. Is that to hell with it? Because people are going to get jealous and people are going to react the way that they're going to react. Like this is my time, and I notice it when uh, when I, I just. I saw other people like they didn't care like they were like oh no this is this is mine and uh, like I was oh, like oh and other people had the belt you oh, mean
0: no. they didn't yeah, say yeah, to yeah. you yeah, like they hey, weren't worried. thanks about... for doing like no one said to you thanks for doing the job or, or I really appreciate you putting me over the way you did you never heard that
1: thanks for making me look good thanks for you know you no, never heard that nobody does that nobody does that they're just they they take what they want to take or whatever and then uh, they're not worried about making you look good and and I realized that and I and and that really and then I ended up on the shelf for for a year and a half and then realizing that, OK, now I'm being seen as a person who can make people like. Oh, this is OK. We're going to just opposed- tease this
0: out. And we're going to take this a couple seconds because it's important for, because I want part of what I want is my audience to understand how incredibly difficult what you do is. Um, it's part of why I love wrestling so much. So if you read about Ric Flair or Terry Funk or any of the legends of the business, you know, they prided themselves, Dusty Rhodes, on if a new person was going to come into the territory and they were eventually going to build them up to champion. Their part of their job was to make to lose to that person in a way that would celebrate and lift up that person. Yep. And some people felt honor in the long tradition of wrestling. You felt um, honor in that position, but then sometimes now with the money where it is and the status and all that, people might not be as willing. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and but you, it sounds like because of the way you believe in this tradition. Like you took pride in that. Yes, and and I do in putting someone over and making them look good.
1: So yeah, because I I, I want I want people to care. I want people to be invested. Yes. So I want people to be invested in the person that I'm facing, whether they hate them, love them, whether they love me, hate me, whatever. As long as they care, as long as they want to see it. So the. If if people think that this person can beat me, then that's freaking wonderful, and I like to make it look as such, um, and then beat them. Um, yes. But there, I I just noticed that that people aren't always as willing. So when you get that opportunity, you do not apologize for it. And you take that and you run with it and you make it the best that you possibly can. And you keep lifting yourself up. And if people can match you, that's wonderful. And if people want to try and get above you, that's wonderful. But I want to try and get above them again. I want people to always want to come up, but I'm not going to lower myself anymore. And that was what I learned from the first one.
0: Don't ever lower yourself. No, hell no. The fucking man, Becky Lynch. <laughs> you can find her on Twitter at... What's uh, your name on Twitter? Becky
1: Lynch, WWE, and Instagram.
0: And on Instagram. Uh, you are a great champion.
1: Ah, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for being here. You're going to come on Billions next season. We're getting <laughs> you on the show. <laughs> How wonderful. We have to make that happen. <laughs> and uh, thanks for thanks for being here. You can find me at Brian Koppelman on Twitter. Also on the Instagram, though. Uh, I'm not as good at Instagram as Becky. And... Um, you can write me at the moment, bk at gmail.com, if you have anything you want to tell me. All right, thanks, folks. See you next time.